Hello and welcome to Are You in the Know, an educational podcast brought to you by the Racine Unified School District in Racine, Wisconsin. Welcome to our first episode. Today, our topic will be the science of reading. I'm your host, Dan Konopasik, and with me today, I have Soren Gajewski and Janelle Decker. Hey friends, how are you? Hello. Hi. Before we get into the science of reading, how about both of you just introduce yourself, tell us what you do here in RUSD, and we'll get into our topic right away. Soren, start us off. Yeah, well, I'm uh, Soren Gajewski. I am the Chief Academic Officer here in Racine and um, right now Acting Superintendent. Um, I've been with this district for 17 years, formerly a principal at Jefferson Lighthouse many, many years ago when we got the uh, IB program up and running there. And then at Mitchell Middle School, uh, maybe most famously during the time of the big fire. And so I also have uh, children that attend the school district, including one that is uh, about to graduate from our great program at Real. So very happy to be getting this going. Uh, It has been a a desire of ours to get out a um, podcast here so we can talk about all the exciting things that are going on and give our listeners a real insight into what's going on in the classrooms at our school. Yeah, that's awesome. We got a lot of amazing things that are happening in our USD, so it's it's cool to get it out there to everybody. Janelle, who are you? What do you do? Hi, um, I am the deputy chief academic officer right now. The acting chief academic officer. Um, I have worked in in a lot of different roles in Racine Unified. Um, probably most relevant to this particular podcast, uh, formerly a reading specialist. And um, I was an assistant director of curriculum and instruction. And for the past eight years, I've overseen um, reading English language arts for the district. So I have a, a lot to say about this topic. I'm very excited that this was uh, our, this is our inaugural topic. Yeah, I'm super excited too, because as a former language arts teacher, I have to say and admit that, of course... I'm interested in this. Of course, I love hearing about this. So I'm excited to share or not to share, but I'm excited to learn a little bit more about what exactly is the science of reading? Why are we talking about it? Why is it important right now? Janelle, how about I start with you? Just basically, why are we talking about the science of reading? Why why is this important right now? I think the reason why this was selected as our first topic is because it is so uh, prevalent right now in the media. Uh, a lot of people are hearing uh, things that in the past, the way that we have we have taught reading, something that was quote unquote called balanced literacy, uh, was doing some harm to our students, and and now there's this big push towards uh, what you've mentioned called science of reading. So we're really going to dive into what are the differences, what does that mean, what does that mean for differences that you might see. Um, in terms of work coming home or different strategies that teachers would be using in the classroom. But I think, you know, another reason why uh, we're talking about this today is because it's a it's a large part of our strategic plan. So Soren, can you elaborate a little bit more about the strategic plan? what What does that look like? Well, the strategic plan overall highlights key areas in our district that we want to allocate our resources. Um, and so I think it goes without saying that reading is the foundation of education. It is probably the first academic experience that students have in schools. And so we really want to make sure that the foundation that our kids have is very strong. And yes, we've had different ideas over many decades about what good reading instruction 
is, um, but we also know that our students are changing as well. It's a different time period, and we continue to learn about what works best with our students. We have a lot of uh, information coming out of the world of neuroscience that helps us um, understand how students learn. And so we want the, the best for our kids in Racine Unified. So part of the strategic plan is to really invest in early literacy. And what Janelle is going to talk about here is the latest and greatest uh, in getting uh, best results for, from our kids. So Janelle, I, I have to ask then, what is the latest and greatest? Because I can remember being in school, you know, 1986 and how I learned how to read and then seeing how people younger than I, how it changed what you just said, balanced literacy. Was that the term that you used? Yes. And now it seems like we're moving into whatever, forgive me for not knowing, whatever science of reading is. So, so I guess maybe for those that like can remember how they learned how to read or maybe how, you know, family or, or people who are a little bit younger or older learned to read. What is this essentially? How is this different? What is, what is it all about? So the way the media has depicted it is that basically we're going back to more of a phonics heavy focus. And um, of course, in us as educators know that it's a lot more than just phonics. But if I were just to break it down, it would be that we're really paying more attention to these discrete areas of literacy skills in teaching and learning for the students. And then, of course, the professional development for the teachers around uh, what sequence do we teach the letters and the sounds? And um, what are the best ways of using manipulatives or games or songs? So that's that's the nuts and bolts version. Uh, really, though, for people listening, and I hear this all the time, well, I learned how to read in X manner. Uh, something called the Reading Wars has been going on for decades, actually almost almost a century, I, it, it started really with like Webster's Dictionary in defining like what literacy is, what reading is. And it's gone in a lot of different directions. At one point in time, some folks might have learned to read just by sight. Uh, sight words were really heavily focused on. So the Dick and Jane books, I'm going to learn as many sight words that uh, that's really the, the most uh, the words that show up the most in print, I'm going to learn all those by heart, and then I will be able to read. Well, then new research comes in, and it's like, no, that's not going to do it. Uh, you're eventually not every single word we can memorize by, by heart. Uh, so we're going to move more into phonics-based. And so we did that. We focused a lot on phonics, a lot of workbooks, a lot of drills. Um, and we still really weren't moving the needle in terms of really big gains in literacy achievement across the country. And then, you know, it, it became kind of political in nature, and we started doing more broad-scale testing. And uh, then when we could see across the country what are our what are our literacy skills like in comparison to other countries, in fact, even? Uh, it always seemed like the U.S. wasn't measuring up to what we believed that we should be. Um, so more research comes in and it turns into something called whole language. Whole language is if, if I read widely and I put a lot of print in a room and I read a lot of books and I listen to a lot of books and I discuss a lot of books, that somehow reading will just kind of form and develop. And, um, and that didn't really happen either. <laughs> so then there was, oh, then there's these two camps, which are kind of called hold language and, um, and like a phonics base. 
And uh, the whole language folks said, you know what? We understand that we need phonics. We're going to incorporate some phonics in too, but we still hold firm on let's just read a lot of books and the kids will become readers. Um, and our scores still hadn't moved. So uh, now because of the latest and greatest, Sora mentioned neuroscience, there actually has been capability now to look at brain scans while uh, children are, are reading. And that there's actually mapping that happens when learning language and learning how to read. And that those areas in the brain that kind of turn on when kids are learning how to read, they, they I want to say, light up best or it, the strongest result is from direct phonics instruction. Gotcha. So I have a four-year-old, and he'll be going into kindergarten in about two years. Like, I, we're, we're waiting a little bit. He'll be going into kindergarten soon. So if, if, if my child comes into school, into kindergarten, what does that look like for him? How does the science of reading matter to him with his kindergarten teacher? What does that look like? Yeah, I love that you you started kindergarten. I'm going to backtrack, actually. <laughs> oh, let's go back. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to backtrack. So um, emergent literacy is something that you're probably doing at home and many, many parents do at home. But it's... it's um, it's the building blocks of literacy. Literacy is built on a sea of language, so a sea of talk. So talking to your kids, reading out loud to them, pointing out letters, um, you know, talking about characters, all of that goes into uh, a child having better success in literacy. Uh, then in pre-kindergarten or four-year-old kindergarten and five-year-old kindergarten, they really start learning more about writing their name and learning more of the letters and how to write the letters and even getting into some letter sounds. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're a parent of a four or five-year-old and, and you work a lot with, oh, there's there, what's that letter in that sign? M for McDonald's. All of those things help to build a really solid foundation for reading and writing. So um, I would focus on that and rhyming. Uh, so if you do a lot of singing um, or even a lot of rhyming books, there's a reason why Dr. Seuss was was so important and critical in a lot of children's childhood. Um, same with nursery rhymes. All of those help to kind of um, get kids ready to manipulate the sounds and words so they understand how language works. Yeah, it's kind of funny. If my son sees any letters, anything, anywhere, he will say B-E-N, Ben. And I'm like, well, no, it's a stop. That's a stop sign. But good try because he just thinks that everything is his name, B-E-N, Ben. It cracks me up. So how does this matter, I guess, per se, to our community? I think, like we mentioned earlier, reading is the foundation for education. So, I mean, we have a, a community that is um, evolving and adapting to the current situation economically, and we need our kids to be prepared for it. That's why we have our North Star and being career and college ready. And so this is just the beginning stages of getting to that point. So again, it, it's part of our, our strategy overall is to build that strong foundation and in preparation to get our students prepared for a 2023 uh, economic situation and um, education um, that you would get today. So what steps have we done so far to be able to help our students get there, to be able to implement this, for our, our teachers to start 
I shouldn't say start teaching this. I'm, you know, as a teacher, you're so knowledgeable and, and, and uh, you know what your students need and you help them. But, but what have we done to kind of start that process? We talked a little bit about, about research before, and you're right that the teachers know the students that are in their classrooms and they supplement with what the kids need often. But one thing that really stood out in the latest research on literacy is that we need something called uh, like systematic and explicit teaching of specific skills. Uh, so that means that certain skills need to be taught in a certain order in a certain way. Um, so what comes obviously from something like that necessity is a curriculum. So we did adopt a new curricular resource that is aligned to more structured literacy in the, in the science of reading. So the skills that are foundational for science of reading, phonemic awareness, um, phonics, fluency, uh, for those of you that don't know, phonemic awareness is, uh, it's under a, a large umbrella called phonological awareness, but specifically phonemic awareness is sounds. So when I was mentioning about rhyming and, and wordplay and like substituting sounds out, map, change the m to a k, what do you have, cap, being able to do those types of auditory activities is almost like a precursor to uh, being able to read. So all of those activities and those skills are incorporated now into our curriculum in a very explicit manner. Um, not everything um, that, that was in balanced literacy is out the window though. So things that we've been learning about for, I mean, at least since the early 90s, maybe the late 80s, there's a lot that's still in there. Comprehension, um, a lot of the ways that we have taught comprehension is still the same. Uh, fluency, those, those things you're still going to see and they're going to look similar. It's just this change in how we teach and how we focus on the foundational skills that's really um, what science of reading is all about. So we changed the curriculum. We also did a summer institute which we required for all of our pre-kindergarten through second grade teachers, including our special education staff. And it was a four-day summer institute. It was really in-depth about all of the changes and what are all the components of science of reading? Why are we doing this? What has changed? Um, what should this look like in your classroom? And how can you use this new curriculum in that fashion to make the most gains and growth with your students as possible. Um, we're planning for grades three through five uh, for this summer. So, and for middle school special ed staff to have to attend. Uh, it's, it's really, really important that since COVID and the huge gaps that have emerged from COVID, that now older teachers that in their traditional teacher training program never had any type of training on teaching students how to read. That was really viewed as a kindergarten and a first grade, maybe even a second grade uh, teacher's job. By the time they get to third grade, we're switching and it's all about comprehension. We are reading to learn. Well, now that's different. And the upper grade teachers have to understand what is it that makes a student literate. And so we're incorporating 
more um, of that early literacy teaching for the teachers. So when they identify that in their classroom, they have the toolbox and the skills needed to be able to fill in those gaps that our older kids unfortunately have. So I've seen or heard the term raising readers all all around here and there. What What is that? What am I, if I'm just, you know, not familiar with that, what is that? So that is a page on our RUSD website and it's all about helping families um, help their students in terms of any type of early literacy skills and actually later literacy skills too. So in development of this, we kind of thought, you know, if they're not if they're not able to come to some of our parent university nights or a parent night at a school um, or any of the town halls that we've held here, if they're not able to come to those, what's something that is like a one-stop shop? If they're like, we need something easy uh, to be able to help our students at home. So we created this kind of like hub called Raising Readers. Uh, there's a plethora of information on here. Uh, one of them is kind of almost like a diagnostic. Like you can look to see around this age, these are the skills that, uh, you know, usually encapsulate the type of work we're doing in the schools. So um, where is your student? If you see these skills at home while you're reading with them, this is the kind of the, the level or the stage of literacy that they're in. Then based on that stage, we give pointers, tips, tricks for the families on how to help support and what you should really work on at home. So how could families find that? RUSD.org slash Raising Readers. There's also a button for it on the homepage at RUSD.org. What closing thoughts do either of you have uh, regarding this topic? Thank you so much. I mean, this is, this is our first episode. We're working the kinks out. Things are happening. It's all good. Maya Angelou said, um, when you know better, you do better. And so we are very research forward here. Um, we're constantly changing and evolving. We think that kids stay the same. And, and the way I learned back then it worked for me, so it should work for my child now. And But if we know more, because advancements in science and research and, and more information comes out, it's our duty to, to do more and to do better. Uh, so the field of education is never stagnant. Um, I'm, I'm currently watching some um, arguing about science of reading now happening. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot unfolding about what was once thought as being very important in science of reading, aka right now it's uh, the phonemic awareness. Um, and how important is it truly? How should it really be taught? Should it be taught isolated or should it be taught alongside phonics? So all of these things, more research to come and um, we will continue to follow what's, what's best for the children. And our parents should know that we have really a lot of great professional educators in this system. Definitely. And we continue to build their professional capacity. We have teachers that are learning to become reading teachers. Um, we have some terrific, well-skilled uh, and um, well-experienced administration here in this district that's leading the way on this. And I expect that our students are going to see some great gains in the near term and definitely in the long term. 
I'm very confident about this and uh, very excited to see what's what's to come in the near future. I also want to say I am so excited again that this podcast is up and running. And as we hear from our families uh, and our community about topics that they are interested in, we want to utilize this tool to be able to provide a more lengthy um, response or maybe a more lengthy explanation of what we're doing because we love to share what's going on in our classrooms. That's awesome. Janelle Soren, thank you so much for joining me on this first episode of Are You in the Know? And listeners, we can't wait to come back to you with more great educational content. Thank you, Dan. Thank you.